Hey everyone, I'm Gabrielle Santiago and welcome to Living Revelations Podcast. We're here to help you find God real in everyday life. We will be talking about how to hear from God, how to have a relationship with Him, and what it looks like to walk into your God-given purpose as you do life with God. I want to invite you to take life a step at a time closer to Christ with us. This is Finding God Real in Everyday Life. Hey guys, this is Gabby. Thanks for tuning in. So today, I wanted to talk with you all about the times where we say, but I don't feel like it. So as many of you guys know, recently we just had a newborn baby, which we love so dearly. She is so precious, but she will have those moments where she will let you know that she needs milk, you know, and just those, you know, those who are parents or have had, you know, experience with a newborn, you know what I'm talking about, that although they're so sweet and precious that there are moments where... Um, they're just in need, you know, they need you and they can be demanding, at least our baby can be. And so, um, you know, it's it's been great, but there has been moments where like life has been pressuring and, and testing our patience. You know, now with me doing Jesus school, managing ministry, our business and being a mother and a wife, you know, there are just moments where like days will test you, you know, when just things just don't go according to what you expected. And I have found myself recently just being in a place of being quick-tempered and really getting annoyed, um, especially at Michael easily. And you know, just by the littlest of things, um, there was even an instance where like I was trying to rush in the morning and you know, Michael did something that caused me to have to spend more time um, and already I was rushing and it just you know, blew up in anger. Um, but I just remember that moment, you know, God really was convicting me and just reminding me that this was a time that I really truly needed to learn what it looked like to abide in Jesus. And so when we're talking about moments where we tell God, I know God, you want me to do something, but I don't feel like it. It's in those moments that we need to be abiding in Jesus and looking to Him, right? And whether that is anger, patience, lust, you know, unforgiveness, right? There, there are going to be struggles that we are facing and we may say, God, I know I'm supposed to do this, but I don't feel like it. But in those moments when we still don't feel like it, we have to choose to say, but Jesus, I am going to do it. I'm going to choose to not gratify the flesh, not walk by the flesh, but walk by the Spirit. And abiding in Jesus is so crucial. In John 15, you know, I'm going to read verses 1 through 8. Um, Jesus reminds us the importance of us abiding in Him. It says, I am the vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, He prunes so that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless in me and I in him bears much fruit. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in a vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. So Jesus is making it so clear in this passage that unless we abide in him, we cannot bear fruit, right? And what is bearing fruit? If you go back and look into Galatians 5, um, 22 to 23, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions 
and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. And so bearing fruit is living a life that is love, joy, peace, right? Forbearance, kindness, gentleness, self-control. And understand that without Jesus, we cannot have peace. We cannot be loving. We cannot be kind. We cannot be patient, right? So all these things, we need the Lord. We need to abide in Him. And Jesus gives us this analogy like a tree, you know, and a branch. A branch cannot bear fruit unless it is connected and abiding to the vine. If the branch is apart from that vine, right? Like let's say it's just um, broken apart from the vine, it has no source to be able to bear fruit. And so just like the branch that needs to abide in the vine, we need to abide in Jesus in order to bear fruit. And so God was reminding me that it's so important to put him first. And I have to be honest that there has been moments where in the morning I haven't had a sufficient time of spending time with Jesus, you know, because of this new schedule that I'm in. But I'm really learning that it's so important. And, you know, scripture talks about how Jesus often went to lonely places and prayed. And if Jesus himself had to be with the Father, how much more do we need to be abiding and spending time with Jesus? And God is reminding me that now that life is so busy and there's so many things to do, I need to be spending time with God even more. And abiding with Jesus doesn't just mean we spend time with Him. That's obviously, you know, number one, the foundation. But number two, making sure that we acknowledge Him, right? That we acknowledge Jesus throughout our days. That we give thanks and rejoice, right? First Thessalonians, Paul reminds us to rejoice always, to give thanks in all circumstances. And Paul mentions that because... He, he knows that when we are giving thanks and we're rejoicing, that is us abiding in Jesus, right? The things that we read in scripture, right? Be quick to forgive others. All those things is meant to help us to stay abiding in Jesus. And so I want to encourage you all to seek the Lord for strength, right? Ask the Lord, like abide in Him. Abiding in Him means going to Him, right? Matthew 5 talks about, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, right? Let us come with with hunger and wanting the Lord and coming to Him also with expectation. Pray with expectation, pray with belief that when we ask God, He will come through, right? Out of His glorious riches, He will strengthen us. There is a strength that is available to those who are weary. And you know, something else that God has been speaking in my heart is just the importance of fasting. You know, during this time where I was struggling with handling my emotions and having self-control, God was highlighting for me to fast. And so, you know, I ended up fasting. And I remember the week after, the Lord again was highlighting fasting. And I was telling God, God, I just went out of a fast. What do you mean? And the Lord reminded me that when we are weak, that's especially when we need to be fasting, right? Because fasting strengthens our inner man, right? The spirit man in us. You know, fasting is something that we do physically, but it also strengthens us spiritually. And Jesus even says in Luke 5, he says, but the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. In those days, they will fast. And you know, I was talking to my friend recently and she was mentioning to me something that she read in a book that was talking about how when we fast, we are reminded, you know, in the pain of fasting and in, in the hunger that we're feeling, we're reminded that we need Jesus, that we need him every single day. And so I would encourage you also to help you to abide in Jesus, practice implementing fasting too on a weekly basis. You know, pray and ask God, and, and you know, this message isn't meant to go in and dive deep into fasting. But um, there, ask the Lord what kind of fast He wants you to do. You know, it's something that I believe the Lord will guide you in. But fasting does help us in abiding. And we have to realize at the end of the day that we need the Lord and that He does provide us strength. But we can't do this on our own. When we try to do this on our own, we end up going wayward. You know, and I always tell people this, but, you know, don't make this, don't make following Jesus religious. As in, like, I know I'm supposed to be patient. 
I know I'm supposed to be kind. And we just try to force ourselves to be that. Like, don't make it religious, but ask the Lord, God, I'm not feeling patient right now. I need you, right? Going to him, seeking him, right? And not leaving the secret place until he meets you there. In Ephesians 3.16, it says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. So in Ephesians 3, we're reminded that his glorious riches is available to strengthen us, right? Through the Holy Spirit. And so let's not walk this alone. We need Jesus in order to walk a pure life, in order to walk by the Spirit and bear the fruit of the Spirit. In Galatians 5.1, it says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. And so Jesus died on the cross for us to have freedom. And that freedom is meant for us, right? It says it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Jesus died to give us freedom from sin, right? Freedom from having to live and do the things that we don't want to do. Because let's be real, if I were to ask you, would you rather live a life of love and joy or bitterness and unforgiveness and anger? Of course you would choose love. But many times we're like, God, I want to love, but I can't love. But now we don't have to live that way because Jesus set us free to live a life of love, to live a life of kindness, of patience. And something that I've been praying and asking God for this season is, God, no matter what I go through, no matter the pressing, no matter the hardships, God, I want to stay abiding in you and bearing your fruit. I want to be that tree that in the midst of drought, in the midst of heat, that I still bear fruit. And in order to be able to bear fruit, we need to abide in Jesus. We need to go back to him and seek him for strength. And so going back to John 15, I just want to read that verse there in verse 8. It says, If you abide in me, my words abide in you. You will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Right? So Jesus is saying, as you abide in me, ask what you desire, and it will be done for you. And this is for God's glory. And so let us remember that everything we do is to glorify God. Right? Colossians 3.23 says, do everything unto the Lord. And so let our heart beat, you know, let our hearts cry, be God, I want to glorify you. Right? We were made to glorify you. Let, let that be our everyday vision. Like, God, my vision, my desire is to glorify you. And so as we talk about even having self-control, right, being able to walk by the Spirit, let us remember that all of this is to glorify God, right? Like, there is so much more to life than just achieving our goals and desires and building things. Like, they're all done in vain if it's not unto the Lord, right? God made you with purpose and gifts, and it was meant to glorify Him. Your own life, you know, those of you, you know, you're at least... You know, if you're not a mother, you're at least a sister, right? Or a brother, a friend, a daughter. Like, we all have our relationships with people. And through those relationships and how we love them, we get to glorify God in that too. And that's why, you know, I know I keep going back to John 15, Galatians 5. But going back to Galatians 5, verse 13 and 17, Paul makes it clear to love your neighbor as yourself, right? He says here, But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that they are not to do whatever they want. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. 
I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. You know, so Paul lists out the things that are of the flesh, but he says before that, keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. And when we love others rightly, we can glorify God. And God's been showing me like when I love my husband rightly, I am glorifying God. I am doing what the Lord desires me to do. Isaiah 40, 31 reminds us, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. Right, the key word there is those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. And so there is a strength that we get to get when we wait on the Lord and we look to Him. And so I wanna encourage you, whatever you're going through, right, this whole, this whole message was about, you know, us telling God, God, I know this is what you want me to do, but I don't feel like it. In those moments, whatever that reason is, the reason why you don't feel like it, trust that God is able to sustain you, right? Like that's why Paul calls our life a race. A race requires perseverance and endurance. And that can only come when we're abiding in him. Don't try to do this alone. Hebrews 11:6 6 reminds us, and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So utilize your faith to come to God with faith and be like, God, I know you're here. I know you hear me. And I know that you are here and able to sustain me and strengthen me. And so I want to end this message with 2 Peter 1, 3 to 8. It says, his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. And so again, just like the verse we read in Ephesians 3, we can see here that his divine power has given us everything we need to live a godly life. So remember that. Don't let the enemy tell you that it's okay, you can't do it. There's no way you can do it, it's unreasonable. Like no, God has given us divine power to live a godly life. So his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them, you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so what, you know, what God is speaking here through this passage is, on top of our faith, add on these good virtues, right? Add on goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, uh, mutual affection and, and love so that we can be effective in saying we know Jesus, right? Because saying we know Jesus alone isn't enough, right? The knowledge of God isn't enough. We have to take that knowledge and utilize what we know of Christ, right? And, and apply it in our lives, walk it out, do life with him. Because I believe every single person listening here, God has a plan for you. He wants to utilize even those struggles that you're going through. Every struggle is an opportunity for a testimony. Right, so use this opportunity to lean to him. And I would encourage you too, if you need to fast, fast. Right, God even says in his word, like this was, this was a message on fasting, but I wanted to, to mention that because God even says that we will be fasting. Right, we will be fasting. So whatever it takes for you to abide in him, do it, prioritize him, put him first. There has been times, even now that I'm really busy, I've been tempted to put Jesus later. Like, oh yeah, I'll spend time later. But now I'm realizing, no, if I don't spend time with Jesus, I'm not gonna be able to live effectively. I won't be able to live like him. I won't be able to bear fruit. And so I wanna encourage you for every single person listening, abide in Jesus. Ask Jesus to give you the wisdom and what it looks like to practically abide in him every single day. So I love to pray for you right now. Lord, I thank you, God, for every single person that is listening. 
I pray, God, that you would speak to them, God, and show them, Lord, how they can abide in you, Lord. I pray, God, that you would help them to be more sensitive to your voice. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you live with us and you want to do life with us. So I pray, Lord, those, God, who have tuned out your voice, God, that they would realize, Lord, that they need you, God, that they just desperately need you, Lord. And not only for their salvation of eternity with you, but even now, Lord. I pray right now, God, that every single person listening, Lord, that you would just convict our hearts, God. Help us to be more hungry for you, God, to abide in you, Lord. Because, God, what you have for us is so much more glorious than what we're seeking, God. Show us, Lord, what we were made for, God. Show us the beauty of glorifying you. God, remind us, Lord, of how beautiful it is to live for you, God, that you are our ultimate desire. So I thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So I pray that you have been blessed by this message. Um, please also don't forget to also write a review, um, especially if you're listening um, on the Apple um, podcast. Be sure to write a review because this helps us to also reach more people. And if you've been blessed by this podcast, please also consider donating and giving towards our ministry. We are definitely still in need of raising funds. Our goal is to raise $2,500 um, each month to be able to sustain and build upon um, what we're currently doing. You know, um, what we do with sharing God's word through media, right, through social media, through podcasts, through videos, building resources, our online Bible studies, all of that requires time and effort and people. And so um, please definitely prayfully consider giving or even partnering with our ministry on a monthly basis. So you can give at livingrevelations.com donations. So God bless you, and I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and are blessed. Check out our blogs at livingrevelations.com and follow Living Revelations on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast to others if you've been blessed. See you all in the next podcast.